It's the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the Transfer Update Show. And today we're going to be discussing what is going on with Hussein Mouar. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. And on this edition of the Transfer Update Show, we're going to be focusing on Hussem Awar, the Lyon midfielder being heavily, heavily linked with a move to the Emirates Stadium. But we've been hearing this for ages now. What is going on? We're going to try and get to the bottom of what is happening with regards to this uh, this particular transfer target. We're going to be discussing him. Uh, we're going to be taking you guys' comments, your questions in the live chat. So start filling that up now. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Um, and uh, yeah, let's have a good one. This is our second live stream of the day. Did one this morning, looking back at the defeat against Liverpool. So I'm not going to touch on any of that now. If anyone wants to hear my thoughts on the uh, the game at Anfield last night, check out the previous video, the previous podcast. You will find it uh, on the channel. So go back and have a li little listen to that. And later on tonight, we're going to be bringing you a third live stream of the day. So don't say I don't give you enough content. A third live stream. And I'll be joined once again by former Arsenal man and renowned pundit Adrian Clark. He's back on the show. Delighted to have him back on. I'm really, really looking forward to talking to Adrian, getting his thoughts on Liverpool, on Awa, on everything else Arsenal related. And of course, there's still time, uh, as this is going out live at the moment, for you guys to get your questions in for Adrian in the live chat. So make sure you do that between now and 9pm. Um, actually, don't put them in the live chat. Put them on the Twitter, underneath the Twitter post, and they're all in one place and it's easier for me to find them. Um, so yeah, uh, head over to Twitter. Um, Get your questions in for Adrian and I'll come to as many of those as time permits with Adrian. So we'll uh, pick his brains. Um, he is an expert at the end of the day. Right. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with this Hussein Awar thing, because we've heard so many contradicting reports about this from the very, very beginning. And today it's probably been as confusing a day as any. Now, we know that Arsenal made an approach on Friday for Hussein Awar, Friday night. We heard that Arsenal had made an official bid for Hussein Mouar and that the club were, what well, Leon didn't feel that Arsenal's bid was anywhere near their valuation of the player. And they rebuffed that offer. And Jean-Michel Olas, the Leon president, then decided to go on Twitter the next morning and, and come out and, and publicly say that Arsenal hadn't been or hadn't met the club's valuation of the player. And in fact, we were miles off. Now, we've spoken about this previously and I'll just touch upon it again. Jean-Michel Olas is somebody who is known, has previous form um, when it comes to, to his dealings in the transfer window. He is someone who is notoriously difficult to deal with and he's somebody who uses the press as a tool in order to try and get the maximum out of buying clubs. We've heard him say time and time again that sales were never going to happen. And lo and behold, they happened. 
The Alexander Lacazette deal was one example. The Tangay and Dombele deal that took him to Spurs was another example. So just because Ola says that it's not going to happen, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It is kind of the message from that. Um, then we heard uh, that after that, that Arsenal were preparing a second bid and that that bid was going to be closer to what Leon wanted. And there were prices being quoted around. We were hearing that. Um, you know, 40 million plus add-ons may um, be enough to persuade Leon to, to let him go. But we've not heard anything concrete about that second bid yet. We have heard reports today saying that um, Leon are now putting pressure on Arsenal to get this done. If they want the player, they know what they've got to pay and they're putting pressure on them and they've put a little bit of a, a deadline on this. They want it done by Friday. If Leon are going to sell Hussein Awar, they want it done by this coming Friday, which will be the 2nd of September. Now, is that because they'll be, they've will be they got their eyes on someone to potentially replace him and they need a few deals, a few days, sorry, to get that deal over the line? I don't know. Um, I don't know for sure that Leon are going to replace him if they do let him go. But it would make sense as to that's why they're keen on... on... Um, on... Um, Sorry, I got distracted by one of the comments there. That's why they are supposedly keen on getting that deal done ASAP because then it would give them some time. Now, then this afternoon, we heard something completely and utterly different. We heard that Juventus entered the race for Hussein Awar and that the Serie A champions are another side courting the player. And whilst an official bid hadn't gone in yet from, from the Turin-based club, they were very much interested in Hussein Mawar. Now, does that mean that Hussein Mawar is going to end up going to, um, going to Juventus instead of Arsenal? I don't know. I don't know how reliable, um, you know, how reliable these, these stories are because we're hearing all different things from all different places. So I'm not sitting here telling you this is categorically what is going on. I'm I'm trying to to make sense of it. I'm trying to dissect it. I'm trying to understand what exactly is going on with regards to this transfer saga. So just quickly to summarize because I know a lot of you have joined us a little bit later on. First we made an approach on Friday. That was rejected. The president said so himself on Saturday morning. We heard Arsenal were lining up a second bid of which we've not had official confirmation that that bid has been lodged. Um now we're hearing that Juventus are in the mix for the player as well. Leon have also uh, been credited with an interest in Paqueta from uh, AC Milan, who would maybe be that replacement that I was talking about for Hussein Mouar. Who knows? It's just such a fucking mess. I, I, you know, there's there's so many contradicting reports, as I keep saying, that it's very hard to, to siphon what is genuine and what is not. At the end of the day, whatever the case is, Arsenal know what they need to pay for Hussein Mouar. Arsenal also know what they need to pay for Thomas Partey. So if we end up with neither of these two players by the time the transfer window closes, the only people to blame would be Arsenal. Because Leon have never shut the door on Hussein Mouar leaving. They, they, they never have. You know, that, yeah, they've made noises. You know, Jean-Michel Olas, he talks a big game and he says, yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's going to take us into the Champions League again, blah, blah, blah. But that's just the the the, the rhetoric. That is just the, the line that he's been giving people 
in the media. He feeds what he wants to feed to the media so that he can drive the price up of the player. So he can make it look as though Leon were dead against the sale. But then an offer came in that was just too good to turn down. But that's not the case. Leon have always been open to selling Hussein Mawar for the right price. Just as Atletico Madrid would have to sell Thomas Partey if his release clause was triggered. So Arsenal very much know what they need. And if ever there was a game to demonstrate Arsenal's inability to progress the ball through the midfield. And, and I'm not by any means saying that our display at Liverpool was a disastrous one because I don't think it was. And as I've said, if you've just joined us, you can go back to the last video and you can listen to my thoughts on that game. You can also listen to Adrian Clark's thoughts on that game later on tonight, 9pm. Come and join us, UK time that is. But there was, it was clear, wasn't it, that we, we struggled to, to play the ball out through the middle. We, we seemed quite confident doing it in the wider areas and we seen that long ball be used by Tierney sort of down that left channel. We saw that time and time again in, in, in the recent games against the so-called bigger sides. But when we need to vary it, when we need to change it up, when we need that bit of creativity in the middle of the park, Arsenal didn't have it yesterday. When Danny Ceballos came on, it was better. But we need more than one player capable of doing that. Hussein Mouar is certainly someone with the technical ability, with the vision, with the quality to add that to our midfield. And I am really, really desperate to see him come in. If Thomas Partey comes in, I'll also be happy. Although he's not quite the same type of player, he is a player that I highly rate. He's a player that I think would improve us immediately. But given the noises we've been hearing in the last few days, it feels as though Awar is the one. It feels as though he is the one that Mikel Arteta has set his sights on. He is the one Mikel Arteta has told the board, I want. You know, we know that they're, they're going to be available for around the same kind of fee, but He's a lot younger, Hussein Mouar, and perhaps the club see that as a more worthwhile investment. Add to that the fact that Thomas Partey's release clause is uh, is very much one that needs to be triggered with one lump sum. And and Hussein Mouar, you know, you could potentially acquire him by doing a deal that would see you pay some of it in instalments, some of it in add-ons, which is very much what Arsenal are looking for. Um, so, yeah, I mean... That, that, what is happening? Is he going to Arsenal? Um, is he going to Juventus? Is he not going anywhere? Well, the truth is, at this moment in time, we are none the wiser. But my gut feeling still tells me that Arsenal are going to get this deal over the line. That Arsenal are just playing hardball. And I hope, fingers crossed, that by the end of this week, and we're going to be bringing you these transfer updates every day, and you're going to feel like we're probably going over the same ground again. But this is massive. This is the biggest deal Arsenal will do, um, par the, uh, the, the Aubameyang one, uh, in a long time, I think. It, this could be a, a game-changing transfer for Arsenal. Someone who could come in and bring that world-class quality to the team. And also, what a statement it would be if Arsenal were to go out and get one of Europe's finest talents. That would be such a huge statement that says to the world... Mikel Arteta is turning his ship around. Arsenal are on the up. And if Hussein Mawar joins, others will be open to joining. You know, with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang staying as well. It's, it's just so, so big that Arsenal get one of those two transfers over the line between now and when the transfer window closes. Right, let's go over to the live chat. Um, actually, before I do that, just a quick update on a couple of other bits. Um, we are under, we're learning or we're hearing uh, today that Lazio 
and Mustafia close to agreeing personal terms, a move that would see uh, the German uh, defender go to Italy, go to Serie A. Um, a good friend of mine, Vittorio Campanile, uh, Italian sports journalist, said to me earlier that no thanks, he's a Lazio man and he doesn't want to see Mustafi there. Um, I'm not going to keep going on about my feelings on Mustafi and holding and I've made that comparison on today's review show. So check that out if you haven't already. But um, yeah, that that's another potential exit um, that could be on the cards. Now, what happens if none of these exits happen before the end of the week I feel like if Arsenal really want a while they'll find a way to do it they'll find a way to release the funds knowing that they're going to be able to move players on maybe not for for as much as they'd hoped for but they will be able to bring in something for the likes of Torreira for the likes of Mustafi a couple of others that have been tatted with a move away as well Genduzi potentially Socrates um, so there's a few names that Arsenal are actively looking to move on and it may be a case where we have to front up the money to get our targets in because time is running out and then um, we'll worry about we'll worry about uh, recuperating that money a little bit later on. Right, let's go over to the live chat. Um, let's get some of your comments. Um, I said it was uh, confusing, um, the, the whole situation with Awar in, in terms of the contradicting reports. Matt Gray says, it's not confusing. We've put a bid in. He's had a medical. He's still in France. He's rejected us for Juventus. We've put our fifth bid in. He's agreed terms. He's never heard of Arsenal. Simple. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there is report in the interest from Juventus, but, you know, it's, let's have it right. Serie A is not particularly blessed with major finance at the moment. And we did a live watch along on this channel for, for Total Football Analysis the other night where we covered... Roma against um, against Juventus and we were looking at Juventus's central midfield and we were looking at the likes of uh, Rabiot who started alongside Weston McKennie who they brought in from Schalke this summer and then Artur from Barcelona came on Rodrigo Bentancourt came on a player I probably thought should have started the game and then you just think to yourself uh, add Aaron Ramsey to that mix as well how many central midfielders are Juventus going to want I can't see them matching Leon's asking price for Hussein Mawar. I just can't see it. Not in this window anyway. Um, and that's why I'm not overly concerned by the Juventus uh, interest. Now, if Juventus come knocking, of course they turn your head. Juventus are one of the biggest clubs in world football. Italian champions for, what, seven, eight years in a row? They're a huge football club. Of course, they you would turn your head if Juventus come in. But I don't think Juventus have the finance or the interest or the space in their squad for Hussein Mawar. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. I, I, I'm going to throw this out there, and I might be proved wrong, and I might be made to look like an idiot, but I I don't see Juventus spending that kind of money on anyone between now and the end of the transfer window, given that they've been moving players out in a desperate attempt to cut their wage bill down and, and stuff over the course of this summer. I just can't see it. Uh, big hello to Danny, the GFP. Um, from the Burkamp Wonderland. Danny, how you doing, mate? Welcome to the stream. Great to have you as always. Uh, check out a Burkamp Wonderland as well. One of the best Arsenal podcasts out there. Danny, uh, it does a brilliant job and you won't be disappointed. Danny's joined by an, a really good panel um, a few times a week, I think. So check out a Burkamp Wonderland. Um, let's see. Uh, Ogu Chukwu says, just read Leon have agreed a fee to sign Awara replacement from AC Milan. That is Paqueta, who I mentioned earlier on. 
Um, it looks as though he could be on his way to France um, to perhaps Lyon are bracing themselves for the fact that Hussein uh, may be leaving the club uh, sooner rather than later. Big hello to Hugo. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Tommy O'Donoghue says, if the owners believe in Arteta, then back him. If they really want Arsenal to progress, then back the manager. Agreed. Uh, Tejas says, Arsenal has showed... Uh, sorry, Arsenal. Arteta has showed us how to play. He just needs the correct players to play positional football, which is so much more effective if you get the right players. Klopp has the right players to play a high-press game. Yeah, Agreed. And often when a new manager comes in, the problem is that they they have an idea, they have a philosophy, they have a, a style of playing, but they don't have the tools to do it. It's like me trying to cut down a tree with a butter knife. It, it isn't going to work. Give me a chainsaw and I can do it. Do you see what I mean? You need the right tools to, to get the job done. And, and it does feel very much like the structure's there, the ideology's there, the, 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 the philosophy's there from Mikel Arteta, but the tools are not. So fingers crossed he gets some help in getting those tools in between now and the end of this transfer window. Uh, Harry says, uh, bro, can we sign Awa? I think we can. Um, I, I think we can. My gut tells me we can. But I wanted to do this little transfer update today because just to kind of to make it clear that, that there are contradicting reports at the moment. And I, I wanted to demonstrate that they are all saying different things. So don't read one and be sort of tunnel vision that is what's happening because you know some of the outlets that report this stuff and one of them in particular that I've got a real beam up on it with and I always have had I think they're you know I think they're their reporting is lazy I think they make things up and that is Le Keep in France not a fan of, of what they do um, I feel like they're just clickbait um, that's not to say there aren't outlets um, like that in um in England as well, there are outlets like that everywhere. Um, but yeah, Le Keep in particular, they're one I, I, I'm really not fond of. So yeah, um, whatever they read, it, it goes in one ear, out the other. Um, let's see uh, what else we've got. Zod says, appreciate the hard work, Harry. Thank you very much, mate. He also says, my question to Harry and all of you guys is, would Awa have changed anything in that game against Liverpool without the ball? 67% of the match, zero, I think he means possession, Zero tackles, zero attempts to win the ball back, zero DM. Look, I, I find it really strange that people want to take lots and lots away from that Liverpool game in terms of observations. You know, we're talking about the best team in England by a mile. Maybe one of the best, if not the best, then one of the, the top two in Europe. And so why do people think that we were going to go there and dominate them? You need 11 top-class operators to, to do a team like Liverpool um, without it, there being an element or a huge element, actually, of luck about it. And, and we just didn't, we didn't have that last night. And the quality shows. And, and you know, you're looking at Liverpool and I've, I've spoken to Liverpool fans today on, on the 90-minute football show. Grizz Khan was on there with us. Um, I think that premieres in a little bit. So check that out on the 90 Min channel if you haven't already. And you could tell from how pleased he was by the performance, how pleased Jurgen Klopp was by the performance, that Liverpool were at, or if not at, then very close to their very, very best last night. And so we didn't stand a chance. And that is just simply because we don't have the quality. It's not about... Um, 
you know, Arteta getting it wrong. I don't. I thought there were some aspects, which again, if you go back to the the review show earlier on today, you'll you'll hear my thoughts on that. But I I just wouldn't read into that game too much, as you know, a lot of people went into that game thinking, right, this would tell us where we're at. It didn't tell us anything. We know we're not anywhere near Liverpool. We know we're not at that level. What did you learn from it? What did you take away from it? That we're miles behind the Premier League champions. If you didn't know that already, then what have you been watching for the last three, four seasons? So, yeah, I, I just wouldn't get bogged down in the details of last night's game. You know, I, Lacazette takes that chance. It's, it's completely different. And then we're talking about resilient Arsenal who held on in there and managed to nick a draw in dramatic fashion. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into that game. I think that it's, it's a bit of an overreaction there. Um, ASN says, relax, my guys, stop panicking. It's a done deal. The guy Olas said a bid over 40 million and less than 50 million euros is enough. They started asking for 70. The more Olas talks, the more likely it happens. Agree. Uh, agree with you um, that Olas just spouts shit into the press. Um, he's one of those chairman presidents, president, I should say. And you get a lot of them in Europe, particularly in Serie A, where uh, you know, as aside from Olas, it's Serie A is a hotbed of them where they want to be in the press all the time. They want to be the focal point of the club. They don't sit back and do their business quietly behind the scenes. They literally want to be at the forefront of everything, of every news story. They give quotes that they know are going to spark debate. They, you know, that that's what you get in Europe. And, and Jean-Michel Olas is just another one of those. You're right. The more he talks, the more it feels like there is actual progress. Patrick O'Connor says, Hi, Harry, loving your work. Keep it up. Can you imagine the success we would have if the proper investment was made for these transfer targets? Agree, mate. Absolutely agree. Um, Mike says, My gut feeling is we will get him. Uh, that's my gut feeling as well. I agree with that. Um, keep your questions. Keep your comments coming. Going to pick up as many as I can within the next eight, eight minutes or so. Apologies in advance if I miss... Um, your questions because there are a lot um, coming through at the moment on the YouTube in particular so I'm going to try and pick up as many as I possibly can um, Tizel says I'm sure Owa will sign looks like we have a few on the move and Lucas Paqueta seems to have agreed personal terms with Leon as well both teams are just being stubborn at the moment agreed agreed I, I think it's going to happen as well um, that's what my gut tells me and I expect it to happen actually um, between now and the end of the window so Let's um, let's keep our fingers crossed for now. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we've got. Um, Liam agrees with me. Where says people overreacting about yesterday annoys me. People forget Liverpool are the best team in the league. Absolutely agree with that. We've got a super chat here somewhere. If I can find it from Peace Love. Thank you very much for your kind donation. He says we need both Partey and Awa. KSC need to show ambition to compete with the big clubs. Um, what else have we got? Um, Nana says if we can't get Partey this week do you think we'll get him in January I don't um, I feel like it's very much now or never with Thomas Partey um, you know we keep hearing that Atletico want to tie him down to a new contract if they do tie him down to a new contract then you can bet that that release clause will be put up a lot higher than what it currently is and then I feel like that puts us out of the running um, Anthony D says hi Harry love the content thank you for joining us mate um always great to see you guys in the live chat all the familiar faces and the new faces um because there's a lot of new people in there as well um 
what else have we got here? Um, hi, Harry. I agree with everyone who says Arteta needs to be backed, but will he? That's the $64 million question. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, previous evidence suggests that he'll get back to a certain degree. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'm not KSE's biggest fan, and I've made no secret of that in the past. The problem is that I do think at times their their reluctance to spend money or their reluctance to invest has been blown out of proportion a little bit because Arsenal have spent money over the last few years. Make no mistake about that. Arsenal do spend money. It's just been spent badly. And whilst they're ultimately responsible for the club and they're the people that we look at and we point at when success doesn't come, it's not them who have spent that money in the wrong places. They're not football men. That's why they put the likes of Raul in. That's why they put the likes of Gazidis in or had Gazidis in. That's why they have, you know, Edu in there now. They Because these people are supposedly football people and supposed to be making those decisions for them. You know, it's like if I open a restaurant, I can't cook. I'm going to hire a chef because that's what the chef does. He's the one who knows. And to a degree, they've kind of let people get on with it, but they've let the wrong people get on with it. For that, they deserve some... Um, some criticism, but Arsenal have spent money. So I, I don't think we should get too deep in the, you know, oh, the Cronkies aren't spending, the Cronkies aren't spending. I think that they've there's been summers where they haven't, but I think they recognise now that they, they need to, to make that investment in order to get Arsenal back to where they belong and ultimately make their business more profitable once again. Uh, Alan says, if the board don't back Arteta, he should come out and expose them, not protect them like Wenger used to. Agreed. Um, agreed. And guys, uh, just uh, while I remember, smash the like button. Um, if you haven't already, um, please, please do. Uh, it really, really helps, particularly on YouTube. Um, it is so, so important uh, that you guys hit that like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're new. Uh, we want to get to 10,000 as soon as possible. We're, I think, about 9,250 at the moment. So um, let's try and get there between now and the end of the year. That would be great. If we hit that 10,000 mark, I promise something special. Um, we'll do some sort of special show um, to celebrate that because that would be amazing uh, given we hit 5,000 in August. So to make that jump um, would be incredible. So please help us get there. Um, big hello to Aggie in the chat as well. Um, big hello to Omar, to Dawal. Um, big hello to uh, the guy pretending to be David Moyes in the um, in the chat. He says uh, about Mikel Arteta, he had it in him from day one. That's why I brought him <laughs> to Merseyside. Love that. Love that. Um, love that someone has taken the time to... Um, to make an account and pretend to be David Morris. That's class. Absolute class. Um, let's see what else uh, we've got here. A couple of questions coming through on stuff that I've already touched upon. So just because I'm short of time, I'm not going to go back over those things. Um, but yeah, thank you for your questions. Start letting me know in the chat where you guys are joining us from. And uh, we will uh, give you guys a shout between now and the end of the stream. Just a couple of minutes left. Perfect time to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by manscaped uh, if you haven't already check out the lawnmower 3.0 keep your body hair looking as in shape as lush 
Um, hopefully not as green as the Emirates Stadium pitch. Enter the discount code that is rolling across the bottom of your screens at the moment. Chronicles AFC in capitals to receive 20% off your order and free shipping. It is uh, a real money saver that and their products are fantastic. So do check it out. Um, quickly show you if you want. I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to shave my balls on air. Hold on. Here we go. Still not got round to the official unboxing, but this is incredible. Look, your balls will thank you. I don't think I've seen marketing as good as this. This is what you get when you order the lawnmower 3.0. Hold on a second. Here we go. There we go. There we go. Here we go. So let me just tilt the camera down a little bit so you can see. Your balls will thank you. The lawnmower 3000. With that, you get uh, some ball deodorant. Uh, there you go. Anti-chafing ball deodorant. You will get uh, ball toner, crop reviver. There you go. Whoops. Can you see that? Um, you'll get a pair of boxes. Nice skimpy pair of boxes. You get all the little add-ons in this bag. I'm not going to open it now because I can't bother to put it all back. Um, but you also get the Manscaped trimmer. Here it is. Listen to that. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. And the best thing about it, as I, as I was saying to you guys that joined me earlier this morning, the best thing about the Manscaped trimmer, right, is this. Look at that light. Can you see that? It's incredible. That way you never miss any of the dark spots when you're, uh, you're manscaping. So do check out manscaped.com. Uh, use the, the promo code CHRONICLESAFC in capitals. You'll get 20% off your order and free shipping. And by doing that... You'll be supporting the Chronicles of Aguna podcast as well. So if you do need one of these or something like this, head over um, and uh, and uh, get get ordering. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Help us out in the meantime. And you can use it on your face as well. There you go. You can use it for anywhere. Brilliant product. Fantastic. Right. Um, let's say a big hello to everyone in the live chat who is joining us. Uh, let's see where you guys are joining us from. Um, Danny, I am David Moyes. Are you? Are you actually David Moyes? That's incredible. Fantastic account. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not, though, Danny. <laughs> Let me know in the chat. Um, let's see. Uh, hello to Claude as well. How you doing, mate? Welcome. Um, he says, uh, bad team selection, poor performance from the captain. He's talking about the, the game last night. Um Again, just a quick reminder that you can check out my thoughts on last night's game um, on the previous video, previous podcast, if you're listening via the audio. So check that out. And a quick reminder as well that Adrian Clark is joining me again this evening, 9 p.m. UK time. Myself and Adrian will be live and we'll be going through uh, some stuff from the Liverpool game. We'll be talking about transfers. We'll be talking all things Arsenal with Adrian Clark. And I look forward to hearing his expert opinion once again. Uh, big hello to Tinashi in Scotland, uh, to Mr. Bungle in Southampton, to Alicia in um, Zambia, Africa, to Tejas from Detroit, to Michael, who's in Turkey at the moment. Um, <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. It's this light. There it is. Um, what else have we got? We've got Omar, New York. Um, we've got Sydney. We've got Zambia. We've got Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, we have got... Um, what else have we got? India. 
uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, what else have we got here? Um, a couple of other places. Canada. More Canada. Australia, but currently working in Qatar. There you go. Thank you very much. Chris says, uh, number one channel, big you up, Harry. Thank you very much. Usury says, make your Cypriot right. Yes, I am. Uh, yes, I am, which is why this is so handy. Damn right. Um, <laughs> Cypriot Guna says, never worry about a power failure while shaving your nuts again. There you go. Um, I, I mean, listen, I, I absolutely love that this pod is, is sponsored by um, buymanscape.com. And I love that that with the way this conversation always goes, the direction in which it goes every time I bring up this product just makes me laugh and it adds some lightheartedness to um to the to the program, which is great. Um big hello to Colin in New York, to Flynn in Edinburgh, uh, to Alex in Pennsylvania, Mohammed in Sierra Leone, um to Cypriot Guna in Gidi Lanaka, um, to Michael in the Netherlands. Uh, to Hugo in Vancouver, David Moyes in Stratford, um, Nigeria, Strovolos, um, what else have we got? Chihuahua. So yeah, there you go. Great to see you guys in the chat. Uh, Nigeria as well. Brilliant stuff. Thank you guys. Um, that brings us to the end of today's transfer update show. Um, we are going to be back later on, 9 p.m. As I said, uh, Adrian Clark will be joining me. Both will be this show and that one will be available on audio first thing in the morning if you prefer to listen that way. Um, so until then, take care of yourselves and stay safe. All the best. Cheers. <laughs>